Welcome back to Urban Theology. Thanks for tuning in. This is a podcast brought to you by two millennial men who are brought together by the grace of God. And we're here to talk to you about everything from the ups, the downs, oh, and the man. in-betweens of this man, life. Glad to be back, man, after, yeah. after another great week, man. Bro, I had a great episode last time. I'm glad some people liked it, you know. It was cool, man. From from what I heard, people were glad to hear our voices again. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's been a minute. Been a minute. But hey, we're back for another episode, and we're going to have a lot of fun today. A lot of fun today. So before we get into anything, let's go ahead and kick it off like we normally do, which is leading with prayer. So I think it's on you this time. Yes, it is. So right. our Father, in Jesus' name, Amen. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity. Uh, we thank you for just uh, the platform that you've given to us to speak on different um, subjects and topics, and we just pray by uh, the power of the Holy Spirit that uh, we speak with wisdom and grace today, and we just pray that today's conversation is fruitful for um, those that are blessed enough to hear it. So Lord, we thank you, and we give you glory, for in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So, we are going to get into a topic that I think a lot of a lot of our audience might hear it and get really excited, <laughs> Right. So the topic we're getting into today is where are the men, all right? <laughs> where are the men? And let's actually get into how we settled on that topic. So uh, it was actually funny enough, I, I talked to Tobey about this. One of our listeners actually asked me this question. It was like, hey, like, where are all the men? Like, where are they in the church? Where are they in culture and society and all of that? And I remember I brought it up to Tobey, and he was like, bro, that's actually a great question and we just kind of got to chopping it up and we thought like it'd be really dope to to discuss it on the pod yeah and i feel like we engineered this podcast because we wanted to reach out to our fellow men but it's a lot of women that love the (laughs) podcast and we love y'all too we appreciate everything that you're doing in terms of spreading the word on the podcast but when we first started this we knew there were gentlemen like us who they struggle with things you know and they weren't discussing it. They were just, you know, letting things fester, and that never is good for you. But somehow, some way, we found our way attracting more women, you know. And then, yeah, it begged the question: Where are the men? You know, why is it so hard to uh, bring men to the table in terms of things concerning Christ? So, before we actually dive into the topic, we also decided to invite a friend of the podcast, a guest, and I'm gonna let Raheem. Uh, go ahead and introduce him. Yeah, man. So this legitimately is uh, not just a friend of the podcast, but also one of my personal and close friends, a, a friend of me and Tobey as well. Uh, he is a man of God, a, a preacher, right? Uh, he also, by trade, works in uh, cybersecurity. So he's a, he's a man he's of... He's a cyber preacher? Yeah, man. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Stop, stop. <laughs> but like, no, no, no. Not only does he preach the word of God, but he's also uh, an entrepreneur and he's just really, really dope uh, brother and, you know, really, really awesome friend. So we want to welcome Moses Ajibade to the Urban Theology Podcast. Welcome, bro. Hey, hey, What's I appreciate on, you man? guys, man. Um, I, I'm really glad to be here. I mean, I, I enjoy you guys' podcast, man. And I even remember, uh, you know, when this whole thing started, like an idea, like you guys talking about it. So it's been been pretty good so far, man. I'm, I'm proud of what you guys are doing, man. Man, thank you. That means a lot coming from you. Uh, now... <laughs> He introduced you, and you wear a lot of different hats, right? A lot of different hats that have different demands on your life. And I'm, I'm just curious off the bat, like, how do, you, how do you stay grounded in God's Word with everything that you do? Because I'm sure, let's say you're working in cyber or whatever it is, I'm sure there are things that your employer wants you to do. I'm sure as an entrepreneur, there are things that you are also trying to do in order to be successful and some of that can be tough with the word and following what God has for you. So how do you, how does that work? Um, that, that's a really good question. And even when you're saying that, it really brings me back to uh, my first time, you know, professionally even getting into the cyberspace. I, I mean, even before getting into the cyberspace, I've really been like in the world and like really out there doing a lot of ministry work. Okay. And, and I remember getting into the cyberspace being, or even professional life, being a new experience. And obviously, like you said, it's like, that's, I mean, two different, you know. And, and I remember a specific scripture, uh, Colossians 3.23. And I, rem- I would literally wrote, I literally wrote it out, which is, you know, 
pretty much everything you do do is as serving God and not man. Yeah. Do it unto yeah. you know, do it heartedly to unto God. And I wrote I wrote it out and put it like literally on my laptop, on my computer, at work. I put it on my <laughs> this is funny, I put it on my Skype status. I just put like 323. And every time I'm like, what is 323? <laughs> what is 323, bro? Because I just literally put 323 everywhere. And I think, you know, for me personally, it's just a reminder, like, to just, you know, stay grounded and, like, you know, uh, I mean, the, the scripture that says, like, you know, uh, young man, you are strong because the word of God abide in you. So I just always try to, you know, keep that, keep that on the forefront um, of everything, especially going through life. I mean, you make mistakes, you learn, you grow. I mean, the, the, the key thing is, like, just keep going, man. Just, you know, keep pushing. And I think the word of God has really been just that thing that just really, you know, that just pulls you back and, and uh, gives you your value, you know. So yeah. I think I, I really, that that's one thing that I've, you know, really just trying to stay consistent with just, you know, knowing what's important and trying to stay to those values, you know, through the word of God. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, 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 I mean, it's, it's. Especially like, you know, we, I mean, we all know the culture, man. Especially young man. Oh, we know yeah, the culture. We know, we know, we know <laughs> trust me, trust yeah. me. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, so the only way to really, um, and, I mean, there's a lot even on that, you know, even trying to fit into what society might be expecting of yeah. you or even like you feeling like, damn, I don't belong into what my culture looks like. Like hey. it's 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 yeah. a lot. You know? Hey, you said it's a lot, and I want to make sure you space it out. Yeah. I, don't yeah. don't give them everything yeah. in the first first five yeah, minutes. Yeah, for sure, you know? man. For sure, so, yeah. for sure, for sure. So so even with that, like we're actually gonna segue into um, the first question, and I would really appreciate that like that breakdown because like the way you speak is like so I'm like so clear and everything how you break everything down, right? So as we kind of hop into the first section, like why do you think? And this is the first question. It's like why do you think it's so hard? for men to follow Christ? Like, why do you think that's such a challenge that we face today, or historically we faced? Like, why do you think that's so hard? Man, like, when you even come up with that topic, like, where are the men? You know, one of the things that I've noticed in my time is that Christianity, literally, out of every single religion on earth, Christian, Christianity is the single religion that has, like, shortage on men. Hmm. Like, we are the only people that don't have men. All those other religions, go look at it. It's anchored by men and carried by men and pushed by men. And, and, and it's hard to like think about, to ask that question, where is all the men or why is it hard for Christianity, uh, for men to, you know, oh, to follow Christ? Christ. Yeah. It's really hard to, to ask that question and not look at what, you know, the Bible says about men or like, or what even the roles of men are. But one thing I would say for sure is that men do not like when their manhood is challenged. And I think Very Christianity challenges it, does. it, does. it yeah. challenges your manhood as a man. You yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Christianity challenges your manhood as a man. Like, because, and, and so again, when we look at the other religion and we see how, I mean, even sometimes I think, I, I thought about this, right? When we read the scripture sometimes, and I think we lay emphasis on when we see Jesus healed this amount, uh, Jesus uh, performed this miracle and fed this amount of people. The scripture lay emphasis on, oh, 5,000 men. Yeah. Not counting other women. And I think a lot of time in our head, we automatically program it like, oh, there must be 15,000 women. Well, other religion really never really function like that because other religion, even Jewish culture, everything stands on the man because the man had a, a special position that God had placed them. Yeah. And so, and I want to point out two things, right, that I believe probably make it hard for men uh, to, to follow God or to even be in the church. Um, and, and I think it's, it's twofold, right? One... It's, it's easy sometimes to want to blame everything on the devil, but we can't do that. <laughs> we, we have to assume some form of responsibility. So first thing first is that the order of which God created, you know, um, man in general, right? 
if you look at the other things, like if you look at even just simple scripture, uh, 1 Corinthians 11 says, but I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, the head of a, of a wife is a husband, and the head of Christ is God. So it's God, Christ, man. And everything that God is pushing out of God's agenda on earth, I mean, look through the Old Testament, throughout the scripture, has been something that God is doing through man, right? So now, if God is doing all those things, I'm just going through the spiritual side of things, and we're going to look at the physical side of things, right? Yeah. So if we're saying that God, you know, gave that order of things, you know, which is an hierarchy of things, so now the devil also understands that God, right, Christ and man. And everything that God is doing now throughout the Old Testament, he did it through men. Women played a powerful role in Scripture, even in the New Testament as well. There's a lot of women that walk with Paul and with Jesus and all those things. So there's all those instances. But so while the devil understands that, okay, now God is doing something. Jesus is doing something, and then man, right? Obviously, now you break it down to like a family dynamic where man is now the head of the family. And yeah. therefore, therefore now, when the way God designed it, everything that's happening in a family, even with the wife or whatever, you know, comes to the man, right? Because the man is the head of it. Now, which also means that God has given man a certain power of authority. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, so when we talk about that, like God giving man a certain form of authority, a certain power, and so, and then now we look at our culture, we can see that our culture does not understand the authority and the power that God has given man. Right? Now, because our culture does not understand the power and the culture and what God has given man, so it, it goes like this, right? If you don't know about a thing, or how to use it, the result will be an abuse. Yep, yep. Exactly. Right? So now, so the lack of knowledge on how to use a thing will result in the abuse of the thing. And when you look at the word abuse, it's really abnormal use, right? Yep. So, so, so what we see now, so what we see, because this is, this is literally like a lot of things we miss as, as believers because a lot of time, Everything that we're doing on earth right now um, is, is something happening on the spiritual realm and finding expression, you know, in our physical realm, in our yeah. physical dimension. Yep. I agree. And, and, and so, so I said that to say this. So now we see again that order of things that God has placed in line, right? Now God has placed that order. Now the culture itself had now a different meaning for what men should be like. Yeah, they got a few minutes. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. crazy because it's like with everything you said, it's like it's those things are clashing. Exactly. So like culture, like what we believe is mm-hmm. like manhood. Yeah. What we believe is masculinity. Okay. What we believe it's like to be exactly. a man. Yeah. Right. Christianity is the total opposite. Exactly. Of that, right. So so what then happens is that when men that are, you know, from the culture now comes to that which God had already called men to be. It's a challenge of their manhood. As a as yeah. a struggle, yeah. it's a masculinity thing. Like, oh snap! Like, you know, it's it's. And then on top of that, now I have to, you know, live my life according to another man, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on, man! Like, you know. And the culture is against it, following men. Exactly. Like, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. so it's yeah. like now, not only that, but I know how to live my man. Tell her to us another man. You're a man, man. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 crazy because like even for me, I think about when I first became like a real Christian. It was like I had to drop every preconceived notion that I have of what I thought it was to be a man, right? Because Jesus is the total opposite. It's weird, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's the opposite of all of that, but yet he's still the most manliest man mm-hmm. that ever existed. Because yeah. like it kind of goes back to what you said. It's like living in God's natural order for what it was like to be a man. Like, I can't figure that out from anywhere else but him himself going to the Word, seeing Jesus as a man, who he was. Like, that's the only man I should try to be, like, not like the people I see in music or movies or whatever. Because we all get confused. At some point, we were all there. I bet, I mean, you were there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it it doesn't get any manlier than laying your life down 
for someone, you know. But to a natural man, that's not what it means to be a man. Yeah, of course, right. You, you know, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, bruh. We, we get our cues from rap. We get our cues from your favorite celebrities, you know. So yeah, it's it's a it's a discord there. And I just want to go ahead and interrupt this guy, right? Because I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> what I mean by that is my guy walked in here and he was kind of like, oh yeah, I hope I hope the mic picks up my voice. <laughs> and as soon as this podcast came out, a different person took over, bro. Like, I told you. I told you. It's <laughs> like the preaching. Once he like gets in the... Bro, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, yo, I don't know who this guy is, man. <laughs> I mean, like, it's... it's I mean... Say less. Say less, bro. No, say less. We got you, bro. We got you. I also want to give a word to our sisters who are listening to this. You know, any woman who's listening, and it's a lot of women who listen to our podcast. Uh, this is not something that is geared towards, okay, ooh, urban theology guys, they telling you what a man at. You know, this is for guys. You understand? And I also think if, if any woman is listen to, listening to this, you got to understand that. You know, it's not, it, you're looking for the man, you know, not like where the men at, you know, like if anything, it's, it, 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 it's you're looking for the man, no, right? that's facts. you know, so just, just wanted to give a quick word to any of our sisters who are listening to this, you know, we hope that a lot of our brothers are listening to this, but if you are listening to this and you're a sister, hey, you know, some of these guys who could benefit from this message, make sure you share this podcast with them. And yeah, we definitely just want to try to encourage the fellas as well, right? Because we've lived, like each of the guys here, we've lived that experience, right? Trying to figure out your manhood, trying to follow God, get closer to God and like know him and then realize like, yo, this literally challenges everything I thought was like who I am, my identity. But, you know, our hope is that in listening to this conversation, man, you walk away with something different. You know, that's, that's, that's what we're hoping for. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and honestly, though, like, guys, like, we, so, you know, when we even talk about, you know, that order of things that God has set, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the component, I think I mentioned, like, you know, there's the spiritual side and the physical side, whether it's like, you know, a lot of men are not Christian or a lot of Christian men are not in the church or, or I mean, we can talk about those dynamics, right? But looking at that other side, so the devil also understand, the devil's super smart, by the way. Because I think a lot of Christian things is dumb. It's really Facts. smart. Facts. <laughs> like, the devil's really smart, and, and he's, he understands what God is doing. And that's why when you look at even the cross of Christ, God had to hide that in his own wisdom so that the devil can't figure it out, you know? And But what the devil does know is that men are significant to what God is doing. Yeah. So, therefore, there's been a huge attack on men, even from a spiritual sense, Facts. right? There's yeah. been a huge attack on, like, you know, the, the masculine, uh, masculinity that God has created, you know, and, and the reason for that is, again, that because a lot of things that God really want to accomplish is not omitting women from it, but it's ushering it through men. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's bringing it, I mean, I'll give you an example, right? Well, God, um, well, for, for instance, even to be fruitful and multiply, right? I mean, it's something that, you know, men have to partake of, but obviously women push out the yeah, baby. Yeah. So it's kind of, but, but men is very, like, instrumental to, like, so when we look at those order of things, so now the devil also having that understanding from a spiritual sense that, okay, men are a big part of what God wants to do. So, again, the order is God. Christ and man, and then woman, right? Mm-hmm. So what would what what would the devil do? Well, now let me mess with that yes, man, right. yeah. Because the men are the one on earth right now, and they're the one by which God wants to do a lot of things. And and we, I mean, we know this even in our culture, the killings of men, black men, and all these things. Those are literally like just you know manifestation or an expression of what is happening in the spirit realm with the enemy. You know what I mean, like. Those hatred in people's heart, killing men or men killing each other. It's, I mean, it's really just a, a, an attack on men to really stop what God is really trying to do, man, with men. And I, and I think, and I think it's, 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 it's a lot of time. It's something that you know we are we're oblivious to. 
and you know we 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 turn a blind eye to sometimes. Um, and and I believe this the second side. I mean, just to kind of tap into the physical side of things is I mean, where you talk about the fact that like men don't like to be challenged. Like when your manhood is challenged, I feel like Christianity really challenged. I mean, you look at the Bible, probably like act like man, <laughs> like you know, so all those things, but. The other thing, though, why we can blame the devil for the spiritual side aspect for the physical component, I blame the church, right? Wow. So we're actually we're actually gonna follow. So hold that. Yeah. We're gonna we're actually gonna follow up on that because I think that's a really um, great thing we can kind of hop into, right? And I kind of just wanted to add to what you said, and I would love to hear what you think about this too. One of my favorite pastors was saying. This kind of and it kind of goes to what you were saying. He was like, the enemy is so cunning that he knows if he wants to destabilize a community or mm-hmm. a nation, he will attack men mm-hmm. and he will not let up. So he will attack men in the family. So men that yeah. are married, he will attack single men, mm. right? He will attack, um, like he will attack uh, the men that don't have a father or a father figure in their life. He will attack all of them on those three levels to destabilize, like a community or like like a nation. Like when you hear that, what do you like? What do you think about that? When I think about when I hear that, I say it's the truth. And to anybody who doesn't believe that it's the truth, look around you. So many examples. So many examples. Like even in the black community, when the government started to give welfare to women who that you had to not have, they didn't. They had to have an absentee male in that mm-hmm. household for them to qualify for this. You know, so it's almost like. There's there's so many situations that have disrupted families that have disrupted entire races and it's come at the demise of men, mm-hmm. you know. So if you're oblivious to this stuff, open your eyes, look around. <laughs> Some of the issues we face today are because there aren't responsible men in households. Yep. 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 So yeah, I I wholeheartedly believe that. And, and, it's tough. And, and to even touch on that, like, you just said, like, they're irresponsible men in households, right? Think about this, right? Um, I mean, just, again, the flow of things, right? Like, if there's not a responsible man in the household, or even there's a man that's not responsible in the household, now you have a child who is a man, I mean, he's literally picking up from what this man is doing, and from there on, we're literally just having, like, I mean, literally, like that's our men are just built for like you know yeah. in our in our the culture leading the blind. Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah. So, so I actually wanted to piggyback on something you mentioned, right? Where you talked about the church has like a hand in this. Like, where do you hold the church accountable in all of this? Like, where are they failing men, if that, or where are they not holding men accountable? Yeah. So um, I mean, so let me let me actually. Take this back a little bit. Like when I say blame the church, right? Like I, I feel like the right word to use is like we need to hold the church more accountable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Not like pointing fingers exactly, at the church. Exactly. Because yep. sometimes I do feel like, man, the church is also in a tough spot. But here's what I would say about the church. And when I say the church, I'm not talking about a specific church. I'm talking about the church at large, right? I feel like what the church has done is that when men, you know, come into the church or we will have a church. The church has literally, like, we focus so much of our attention on our resources as well. Oh, women ministry, and, like, they have all that stuff. Young adult, yo, let's put all this resource in young adult. And all these other things. Oh, we have small resources left. Yeah, let's dump it on the man. You know what I mean? Like, so I think, like, the man has kind of been, like, last in, like, a lot of, you know, things we see in churches. I mean, literally look around, like, right? There's so much, so much programs and so much things going on, and when we look at again the order of things that God has established, you know the people or the men that are also responsible for a lot of things that God wants to do are the ones that are actually less equipped by the church, because we spend so much of our resources on attracting young adults to the uh, to the church and all that. While there's nothing wrong with Attracting the young adults. But let me tell you though, why we focus all those attentions on young adults? When those young adults leave the church, those boys, those little boys, guess who they're going back to imitate? Those men that you're not training. Mm. 
that's true. Yep. Yeah. They're looking at their teacher, the man in their classroom, yeah. right? The teacher, their father, the man, the big brother, like all those men. And then I just feel like man was not like the woman. Like at some point, I feel like I'm sure you guys can relate to this. Like you ever been to like church event? You just feel like. Man, this is just a latest hang out with some guys. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> like I can relate. <laughs> like yeah. literally, right? And and I think a lot of times and also if you also been to a position where you are with guys and whether it's in the church or whatever, and you're with a lot of guys, you feel different, you enjoy those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's like we need to be intentional about creating those space for men. And I feel like the lack of, of, of intentionality on the part of the church to create those kind of atmosphere for men has really made a lot of men like just go back into hiding. But also think about this too, guys, we don't really talk about like let let alone like fellowship. We don't really talk about hanging out like that. Yeah. Like, and if we do, we get shot down. Like I if I bro, I have a friend, right? I have a friend who I've been inviting to church for a week how many weeks now? You know, and the first time I did it, he ignored me, and I kept doing it. And now he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go to church on my own. And I know he's not going to church. You know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. he, he's just not, it's difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's difficult. Because it's like, if it was like one of my, like, female friends or a friend that was a, a lady, if I asked, like, hey, would you come to church? Yeah. They would be more open to, to visiting. But it's like a guy, like my guy friends, I brought, I shouldn't have to chase you. If you want to come, it's nah, cool. Nice. If you don't want to come, it's cool. But I want you to come. Not because like I, oh, they're just going to recruit you. I want you to come to experience yeah. what I experience, you know? Yeah. And let me know your thoughts on this, right? I also think the church heaps a ton of praise on men who are in within their parishes. Um, and that tends to start to sexualize them. Like, mm-hmm. there are a lot of... I, I know a lot of men who have grown up in the church, but they tend to take advantage of some of the perks, right? Which mm. is like, it's a lot of women in the church mm. and a lot of women that will love that man of God. Oh, he mm. can serve God. He <laughs> yeah, loves yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? So what are your thoughts on the church's role in just heaping a ton of praise on men and then men getting this big head and just doing things that are contrary to the word? Honestly, um, when it comes to the men themselves, I think it all boils down to what Paul says in uh, Corinthians. I am what I am, you know, because of, you know, the grace of God. It is not that I work harder than anybody else, but it's God's grace walking in me. So it's like, I think it's just for, because, I mean, a lot of times you can't really stop the praise of men, you know, for, I mean, people are like prone to do that in our culture. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're prone to do that, but it's now you that, you know, that you're being praised. How are you accepting that praise of men? Like, is it, is it, are you accepting it? Is it making you prideful? Right. Does it make you look at yourself better than other people? Right. Um, are you using it to take advantage of the flock of the, of the church, you know, that God has entrusted to you? So I think a lot, I mean, because you, you can't really control too much of that. Uh, naturally, when people see gifted men, they, I mean, you, you, know, you, you, give, you give them the dues, but yeah, yeah. it's really, all, I mean, for me, I would really say it's really up to, you know, the man to really just have the mind of Christ and really know at the end of the day, uh, this is something that God has given to you as a gift, you know, whatever, whatever it is, the church, you know, the you know, the stuff and really to be able to just have the mind of Christ. And, and and I also want to say something about that, you know, as far as like even, you know, praying on women in the church and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Look, man, I feel like at that point is really, really, you know, really just shows like where your heart is. Yeah. Like and 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 then it really also shows like what what you're really about. Like yeah. if you really are, are you really transformed or you're acting like you're transformed, right? Because a transformed person, you know, looking at whether it's women in your church or, you know, whatever, you know, you're looking at someone or people that need salvation, not a sex object, right? Not, yeah. you know, someone I can, you know, take advantage of. Or, so, I, I mean, that, that in itself is a whole, like, entire, like, <laughs> entire yeah. topic on its own, man, um, in the church, yeah. Now, with... Your life and everything that you do, 
a lot of it involves, I mean, getting paid, right? You have mm-hmm. a nine to five, mm-hmm. you got some entrepreneurial things that you do. And, you know, a lot of our struggles are biblical. You yeah. feel me? Like, I remember in the gospel, it talks about the man who's like, hey, I've done everything. Yeah, done everything. yeah, 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 yeah. What can I do? What can I do? Yeah. And Jesus is like, yeah, you got to sell all so, your stuff. And that's where we fall into. Like, we are in that place where we kind of know what we need to do, but the scripture says that man felt sorrowful yeah, when sad. Jesus told him what he had to do. And bomb, when, when we figure out, when we learn what we have to do, it's kind of like, dang, that sucks. I really yeah. got to do yeah, that. Yeah, hey, no, 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 it's like, <laughs> hey, that sucks yeah. when I count my bread, yeah, you know? Yeah, I'm going to keep on going. And we just, we, I, I feel like we don't understand what is on the other side. Like, we don't understand what's at stake, <laughs> right? Like, we're looking at everything in front of us like, Dang, that sucks. Oh, wait, I, I have to give up some of this. I have to be disciplined. Well, that sucks, you know, and we just move on. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny you say that because I've, I've been thinking about this a lot, too, with like, just like, not even just marriage, but just, well, it's kind of fun, this parallels, right? Like one part, obviously getting to the point of marriage is humility and having to always die to self. That's mm-hmm. one, right? That's yeah. very important. And then yeah. in my life in general, I have to die to myself. I can't be selfish. Every day. So I can't be selfish at home in the marriage, and I can't be selfish. In, I can't be selfish in the greater scheme of of life and everyday life. And I be thinking about it like, as a man, God, you really want me to do that? That's <laughs> not that it sucks, but like, yeah. that's so like, yeah. it's so much. Yeah. I can't be selfish at home, and I can't be selfish in the world. In the world. I literally have to put everyone else. Before me, so that you receive glory, and Mind sometimes it's, it's yeah, bro. It's like it's it, go, it goes against everything, you know. But yeah, God will help us. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 nothing is off the table. You can't hide anything from God. You can't say you can't say, okay, you know what? I'm not gonna be selfish with these things, right? But then I'm gonna have this to myself that is just for me. Nothing is off limits. Everything belongs to God, you know. And I think as men. We also try to be very cunning, right? Mm. Like we want to serve, even if even when we get to a point where it's okay, I want to serve God. I only want to serve God. You know, in your iPhone, when it gets to eighty percent, it tells you it's 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 you can get off of low battery uh, mode or whatever. We want to serve God eighty percent. We feel like, hey, we're good. It's enough. Yeah, we got to eighty eighty five. Let me enjoy my fifteen percent of whatever it is. (laughs) You know, and we fall into that hole, and then that fifteen percent comes twenty, comes twenty five, and before you know it, you're so far left. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. So the 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 interesting part is like, there's never a point where you're just in the middle, yo. You're always going one way, (laughs) one way or the other. Like, and 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 I think I think what we need to understand first is like we are people that are trapped in time. Like, you know, we operate like. With time, with trapped in time, God is like outside of that. He exists. Everything is void and is ram, you know. So, and I think what faith um, has enabled us to do, or should enable us to do, is to be able to operate, even though we're trapped in time, to be able to operate as though you know we're you know spiritual beings like that's like outside of time, you know. And what I mean is like. We're not focused on like what we have at this moment. You know what I mean? Like, and I think if you see that the scripture, Christ always really trying to point to like, yo, lay up treasures in heaven. You know, uh, seek for yeah. the kingdom of God. You know, and, and righteousness. Uh, one of the questions I like that uh, Peter, you know, Peter like to talk, man. He asked Christ like, it was like, yo, man, yo, I left my house, my my family, my. Like, you know, I left my yacht and everything for you, bro. Like, what am I going to get, yeah, you yeah. know? <laughs> and Christ was like, look, man, bro, don't worry, I got you. You know, like, everything that I've left, and anyone that I've left anything for me on this earth will, you know, have a certain reward, not only in this age, but in the one to come. And, and I think it really boils down to that, like, yo, sometimes we feel like God is trying to take something good from us or is hiding something good from us. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's, it's, we really just understand, like, in releasing what we have, right, is when God can really, like, really, you know, bless us a lot. And, and I think as men, like, I mean, you, you touched on it. And sometimes we just let all those things also distract us, right, from, like, mm-hmm. what God is really um, 
trying to do in our life. I remember, I, I'm gonna just give you guys this example. I I remember, uh, <laughs> this was actually last year, bro. Crazy, okay. crazy story. Uh, last year, God was kind of, you know, you know, just, you know, giving me some blessings with like just investment and stuff like that. And, and I remember like, he'd been a form of distraction from, you know, from me even giving my time to God or even giving that yeah. to God. And I know that. And all you have to do is like stop. It's like, God, really you want to stop that? You know? Right. So, right. you know, so what I did was like, I was like, God, you know, you know, and, and sometimes, like you said, we can't really hide anything from God. God knows like everything. Yep. He knows your heart. I was like, God, uh, hey, everything that's a distraction right now, just take it away. And in my heart, God was like, do you, do are you, you really, sure? I, yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, obviously, I don't want him to take it away, but yeah, I'm just yeah. like, you know, just praying that, like, hey, God, everything else, you know, just take it away. And everything began to go left for me. Like, I'm talking about left. Like, I was, and then I went back to God, like, bro, like, and I was just praying because I was in my prayer class, like, bro, like, I'm trying to, why is everything going left? You know, and God just started to, like, you know, Talk to me that like, you know, sometimes, you know, when, well, first of all, you, you prayed for me to take out those distractions or those things and, and just, you know, kind of learn like uh, a different way to pray. It is like, yo, God, give me the grace, even with these blessings to still be able to serve you appropriately, mm. you know? So for me, that situation was like a misplaced prayer. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, when I am struggling or going through a season, a time in my relationship with God where I don't want to let go of something or give it all, give him all something that I'm holding on to, that's a blessing. So I think a lot of time we just need to understand the benefit of like, I mean, it always, like, whatever we're holding from God, hiding from God, he has something bigger on the other hand. But see, Getting men to understand the benefits that come with Christ is difficult because that normally involves us to sit down, be humble. Yeah. Like I always remember <laughs> with Adam. Adam went to Adam went into a deep sleep, and God went in, into yeah. his rib and gave him woman. We don't want to sleep. Nope. It's too much money out in these streets right now. It's too much fun out in these streets right now. The <laughs> pandemic is about to be quote unquote over. The yeah. streets is out. Yeah. You see it. Everybody talking about the streets. The streets is calling Call my, my name. name. No, I'm going to the streets. We do not want to sit down right. and allow God to minister to us. We, we, we don't want to nah. do that. That's facts. It's it's crazy because it's like if we could understand the principle and I and I and I really love you how like minded you guys are. I always remember this: every whatever blessing or opportunity that I walk away from, God always looks out for me and brings the joint. Whether he, whether he brings something better, mm. like or something that's just significantly better than that. Like I feel like if we understand that better too as men, that'll help us not cling to things so hard. Like yeah, man. you know what I'm saying, or yeah. look to. Look to things as the end all be all, like oh, whatever it's whatever it's an investment or project. Like, bro, if it doesn't work out, I believe that God can still so, look out for me. You know what I'm saying? So, so do you guys think? I, I literally just had this thought. Do you guys also think that we have these issues, even as men, sometimes because again, the way the world we live in describe our manhood is by things we have. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So 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 a lot of times it's like, you know. Giving out things you have is like, or even whether you're giving it to God or something's like, yo, like, I, I, I don't know how. But for me, I think one thing I'm trying to, I mean, I'm just trying to pray for men and for me as well is like, I, I think I said earlier that we're creatures that are trapped in time, right? And God is out of time. But the goal of men and this applies to women as well for, you know, but the goal of men that are trapped in time though, the objective is to find God while in time. Like everything else you find in time is, is just a sub, is just addition, bro. Like it's yeah. just, yeah. And that's why the scripture says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else shall be added. Now, if you find everything else, but not God, you haven't find anything. <laughs> I mean, it's just like... And you know what? That thing you said, I feel like it is related to manifestations. Because a lot of people, 
have these manifestations that are outside of what God is even telling them, right? Like, for example, you have people that will say, you know, I need to manifest that my life will be all enjoyment. You know, <laughs> I need to manifest. They'll say, ordinary things will not move me again. You understand? Like, I'm here to yeah. chop life. And I'm listening to them and I'm, t- I'm thinking, you know, God gives you different seasons, right? Yeah, different seasons. There's a time of joy. There's a time of sorrow. Mm, there's a time where it's just your melt. Different seasons, you know? And if you are, quote unquote, manifesting everything in my life's going to be golden. <laughs> everything. What are you what are you going to do to make sure that your life is golden? Mm. What are you going to give up? What are you going to base like and the things that we start doing are so contrary to what God has planned for us. Not you know, fast. it's like it's we start to whether it's hang out with the wrong crowd, mm. whether it's do drug whatever it is, things that just bring us this temporary high because it all goes away it all goes away you know we have so many ogs so many people that we can look to and we tend to forget like okay these people were the same age as me at some point Mm -hmm. you know and they get to a certain age and we just dismiss them as like oh they just talk too much oh they just don't want to see me prosper but they were at that same point and they were doing some of the same things that we were doing and where are they now all these things that we're looking at, all these little pleasures, they're so they're fleeting. You feel mm-hmm. me? And I think it's whenever you talk to somebody about that, you seem like a hater, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, you hating on me? Oh, because yeah, you don't I'm got that. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's, it's 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 crazy. I because I, I think another thing too is we're so like in the world we're so short sighted, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so everything nah, is, that's fast. Everything is based off of what I tangibly can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like as a Christian and as a man. Like following Jesus is like you know what, life is not based on what I can see, and that's faith. It's all based on believing that God is tried, tested, and true, and that I can trust Him and I can believe that He has things greater in store that I can I can see. Yeah, right. It's not based on what I can see, but it's crazy, you know. Uh, yeah. it's, it's man, this is meaty, man. Cause it's the the crazy part is like that's how God or the Bible define man. You know what I'm saying, like. By all those things that you just said, but it's like we don't we don't process it like that. Yeah. Even even earlier when Toby was saying like you know what are you gonna give up? Is and it reminded me of that scripture where Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive, right? Mm-hmm. And give you know when you're giving something, obviously you're letting go of something. Yeah. It also including giving up some things, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, and the more we're able to give up things, because I think. A lot of times, not just men, but men, we have a consumer mentality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I, I have this this prayer. I call it welfare prayer. You know, welfare prayer is like all you ask for is your needs. When you pray, you just ask for your needs, needs, yeah. like, needs. You know, like we focus on that, and like those are all welfare prayers based on needs. And oh, I need this, I need that, I need this. But I, I think as men, like. We really begin to understand when we begin to understand what God has really like called us to, and how much, you know, role, uh, or what God has entrusted to us, and how much role we have in the society, will foc- will shift our focus from just our needs to like just really like you know one accomplishing God's purpose, and two, you know, impacting like people around us in our generation. You know, and, and I think at that point, we begin to have the mind of Christ, which is no longer about self. You know, like, it's selfless. Like, it's less about yourself. You it's, know? It's, it's crazy because as men, too, and that's kind of what I kind of alluded to before. Like, when you get married and you have a family, right, that's where your perspective uh-huh. really... And I feel like God uses marriage and family yeah. to, to shape men, oh, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it now becomes not about me. Mm-hmm. It's 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 God, obviously, first. And then I got to take care of these. I have to take care of them. I got to take care of my family, right? So now I have to live for them. I'm no more living for self, right? And also, then that kind of spills over into the... You know the greater society, so it kind of goes to what you said that order, right? God, God that is strategic, order. guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's strategic, like in what he does, especially with marriage. You just said, I mean, how can you learn? How else will you learn? Like, yeah, that's for real. And w- w- there's something going on right now, um, it's been going on for a long time. Um, 
in the culture, it used to be as a man, you have to have hands, right? You got to protect yourself, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, I days, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but nowadays, not just with the police, but even with, like, you have people that have road rages and they just, you know, start shooting up things. It's crazy. So now a lot of people are saying, okay, as men, if you're going to be a man, you got to have a gun. Mm. You know, so I wanted to get your opinion. Do you have a gun? And w- what is your take on the guns? <laughs> you know, that's, a ra- that's a random question, but we want to hear what you're saying. I know, but yeah. I'm going to say this straight up. I don't have a gun. I don't plan on getting yeah. a gun. I mean, I don't have anything to, like a problem with men having a gun, but yeah. I just... I just don't, I don't see myself wanting a gun because I don't see a need to. Okay. Um, I mean, personally, I don't see a need for me to have it. Even, I, I mean, I, and I don't want to over-spiritualize things, but I think I, I kind of have enough confidence in God as well, like in my, you know, relationship and intimacy with God. And I think I look at things more on, like, look, if my life is to end right now, I, I believe that is only in the hands of God. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, that's my philosophy, so I don't need gun, but, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really, like, subscribe to that at all, but again, shout out to the man that does, and, <laughs> yeah. you know. No, it's society, you know, yeah. like, now, most people will tell you, like, you're crazy if you don't have one, yeah, most yeah, people yeah. will tell you that, yeah. I mean, we actually went to a gun range, and, I mean, I thought it was fun to just, you know, shoot it, but I don't see myself purchasing one anytime soon, but... You know, these are things that are pushed in society. No, it's facts. And if you have people who, like you you mentioned something where it's like when you don't know, I think you said you don't know the use of something, then there's like confusion. Yeah. There are are a lot of men who don't really understand like what the use of a gun is. Yeah. Real talk. You know, most people think, okay, it's to solve my problems. You know, and a lot of people will tell you, no, it's more defensive. Yeah. You know, so when you have somebody who doesn't understand the use of it, now it's just everywhere. Yeah, it's going to get ugly. Yeah, that was that was a tough question. I'm going to just say for me, just to kind of answer it. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty proficient with a handgun. Okay, Mr. Okay. Shita. Come on. Even though I am proficient with one, um, I also just kind of feel the need that I don't need one. Yeah. In the sense that, kind of like what you said, I trust God and if... God forbid, if anything happens, I'm gonna do what I gotta do to protect my family. Yeah, I don't got a gun, yeah. but I, you know, like you said, I trust God. Like I'm not gonna see him worry about those things, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I, I do understand, uh, like the, the some men feel like the, having the need for it, especially like I mean, with everything happening in our culture, not just like you know with police brutality and all those things, but I mean, anyone can pull up on you. Facts, like, yeah. Uh, in the streets, man, it's not safe, you know, like, yeah. I mean, so I, I do understand that, but I don't think I have that much worry personally to, I mean, there's other things to worry about, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just think for me, that's not like on my, I never actually thought about it, and, you know, that's not like on a list of something I want to accomplish. It's yeah. not my bucket list, let's say that. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. Now, I... I hate to put you on the spot. Oh, gosh. I hate to put you on the spot, but I feel like there might be men listening to this who feel like this is all useless because they're so far down a path where it's like, yeah, but it's, it's so hard for me to change. You know, what these guys are talking about, it's only for a certain type of men, you know? Um, so if you don't mind, I was wondering if you could pray for all the men who are listening to this, all the men who will listen to this, mm-hmm. and just... Pray for them because I know there's some men who are listening to this and they might not even make it this far. Why? Because they're turned off by some of the things. I can't have a gun. I can't do this. I can't do that. But, you know, just hopefully if somebody gets to this point and you can pray for them, it can just bring them closer to God. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Amen. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Um, Father God, we just thank you for, you know, just your love that's, that's so abundant, you know, upon our lives. And even for men and your intentions uh, for our creation, oh God. Father, I just pray even, you know, right now to all men that are listening to this, God. I just want you to help men, you know, even in our culture and our generation with our identity to know who we are in you. To be able to, to identify who you have called us to be. 
Father, I just pray for your spirit, O oh God, to be able to bring men, to be able to touch us, to be able to transform us, O oh God, to be able to walk uprightly before you, God, and carry on the mandate that you have for us and the mandate that you have for our generation and the mantle that you are giving to us, Amen. even for the generations to come. Father, I just pray this, God, that, you know, all men right now, that you teach us, that you mm-hmm. lead us, mm-hmm. and just help us to, to seek Christ and to just look to him, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to know that, you know, we're not defined by what society is calling us or society's definition of men, that the true definition, because you are our maker, so as the maker, you've, you've designed us for a purpose, you've crafted us for a purpose, and to know that that specific purpose is that you have designed for us and that specific name that you're calling us is what we should ascribe to. So, Father, I just pray for just, you know, again, just every man, God, that you just help us with that mm-hmm. um, and that we'll get to know you more and love you more, God. Amen. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. 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 Appreciate Amen. that, bro. Thank you, man. Praise God. And we do something on the, on the podcast where we share scripture every episode. So I know we talked to you about that and you wanted to share a scripture with us. So why don't you go ahead? I think you were in the book of First Corinthians. Oh, First Corinthians. Yeah. Um, I mean I think I shared earlier, First Corinthians just uh eleven. Yep. You know, yeah, eleven three. Just kinda again, just talking about, you know, again, just the order of things, uh just verse three. But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, which means, again, uh, and the head of a, a wife is a husband, and the head of Christ is God. So, again, just as man, uh, a, a really, really, really good way to really live out who God has called us to be is to be under submission to Christ, as Christ is under submission to God, you know. And I think if we can do that, man, we're going to work in our, in our purpose. We're going to, uh, you know, live a life, you know, of fruitfulness to God in his kingdom, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, nice. That's, no, that's I appreciate you. I appreciate you for praying for men on this podcast and also the scripture you shared. I'm going to go second. I normally go last, but I'm going to let you close it out for us. No problem. Uh, my scripture is from the book of John, chapter 10, is verse 12 and 13, and I'm reading the NIV version. Um, I normally read KJV, but I think this would be a lot easier to assimilate. Uh, so it says, The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. So I liken the sheep in this instance to our relationship with God, mm-hmm. right? We don't, quote unquote, own our relationship with God, right? It's something that some of, some of, some of the men I know, their parents were Christians and it's like, okay, yeah, that's why I'm a Christian. You know, as soon as we have an attack on our relationship because we have not devoted time to it, because we don't care about it, because we don't own it, we just run away. We just run away. We turn away from what God is trying to teach us. We turn away from everything that we know to be true simply because we feel attacked. You know, and the easy route is just, you know, running away. So that relationship with God, it, it gives us things that we have in terms of whether it's marriage, you have your, your wife and your kids, a lot of men run away from that responsibility, even as, you know, priests, you know, you could be a priest and you're supposed to be a shepherd of the church, you can run away from that responsibility, you also have, as single men, we have responsibilities to our friends and just people who are looking up to us to help, we could run away from them, you know, so I just encourage everyone to be good shepherds. Mm, that's, that's a word, so... Um... Yeah, so my scripture today is going to be taken from um, Psalm 119, uh, 17 and 18. And it says, uh, deal, generous, deal generously with your servant so that I might live. Then I will keep your word. And verse 18, open my eyes so that I may contemplate wondrous things from your instruction. Right, And I just kind of want to use verse 18 as a prayer point for men that he would open our eyes right, so that we may 
contemplate the wondrous things that come from God and his instruction, right? So there's kind of something to that. When our eyes are open, then we can follow and we can we can obey. And that's my prayer, you know, just, just for men, that he would open the eyes of men that can't see, right? Because scripture tells us, you know, the God of this age, he blinds the eyes of people so that they can't see, right? But my prayer is that God would open our eyes so that we can see, right? So that we will trust him, follow him, and obey him and be the men that God has, you know, called us to be in society and, and, and in the church. So, yeah. Amen. No, thank you for that word. So, my brother Moses, where can they find you? The podcast is all about One where more thing. are the men. One more thing. Not only where can they find you, <laughs> uh, what are some other things you may be interested in? Maybe like initiatives, anything like you're involved with that you want to share with the people, go you know, feel free to share that as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm actually <clears throat> working right now. I mean, I have a heart right now for discipleship, so and evangelism and stuff like that. So I'm kind of working right now with you know a couple of folks, including Raheem. <laughs> okay. Kind of working to like you know uh, bring up a brand, you know, working on a brand about discipleship. I, I mean, I've been kind of doing this for like since last year, but now just want to open it up for more people. Uh, to get discipled. So, um, I mean, we will be dropping more, you know, info on that very soon. So I think that's kind of one big thing I'm, you know, working in right now, working on right now. Um, and just really, I mean, my aim right now is really to just get as much people as possible to read the Bible, man. Hey, talk and, about the Bible challenge, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So, you know what's interesting about the Bible challenge, bro? <laughs> I, I, I remember uh, this, like, couple weeks ago because I so with the Bible challenge I started doing a live reading of the Bible like Monday to Friday on Clubhouse uh, so if you if you look at a Clubhouse Acts 11 project that's the name of the of the room so you can look it up so I started like you know doing that and I remember before I started doing that uh, you know God was kind of speaking to me about that like yo we should do this I'm like bro everybody got Bible man what you need me to be reading Bible for yeah and he literally asked me this, like, yo, what is the difference between y'all that got Bible and the people that don't? You guys don't open your Bible, you know? So so for me, I just want to, like, you know, I mean, just encourage and, you know, push and motivate, you know, just this generation to really read God's word, man. Because, um, you know, the scripture says, like, yo, I mean, when you look at that book of First John, like, young man, you're strong. Because the word of God abide in you. Yeah. If the word of abide in you, you're weak. And that's not good, man. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I'm just working, you know, to really... So, we're doing a Bible reading challenge right now. Um, and you can find... Um, you can follow that on, like, you know, my IG page. I am Moses Ajibade. Um, and and uh, that's about it, I believe. So, yeah. Okay. Awesome. And I'll be sure to include your Instagram page in the in the notes to the episode, you know. And look, if you are enjoying what you're listening to, we have a whole bunch of episodes you can tune into. This is Urban Theology. You can follow us at Urban Theology underscore. Do not forget the underscore. And um, you can follow me at Long Live T-O-B-E. That's on everything besides TikTok. I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> yeah, TikTok you know, is too much. Yeah, but no, I a lot of people were getting on there now because at first it was yeah. like the younger crowd. I'm but too old for it. Same. No, I see people, bro. I, I people, was on it and I had to get off of it. Like, there are people in their thirties who are living on there and just yeah, but, yeah, getting yeah, their yeah. views. Or no, whatever. it's tough. It's tough, but I'm I, I yeah. yeah, I'm too old for that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, long live T O B E on everything. Where can they find you? And you can find me on uh, rice underscore and stew on everything. And uh, I wanted to do one thing. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny because he's like, you can find me on rice. <laughs> so, I still on everything. I wanted to do actually something really, really dope with this. If you if you listen to this episode and you just felt like it really just ministered to you, man, I want to challenge y'all. Share it with at least five men. Five men you know in your circle. Like just that. share this episode with them. And, I, and and we believe that it will touch them. So ladies, we're going to need y'all. Like if you have a man in your life, your, your husband, boyfriend, brother, whoever... It is, you know, share this episode with them, and we pray that it will uh, encourage them as well. Yeah, and if we get a large amount of views from this, and let's say we find a way to figure out if it's a male or female, Raheem is going to give a raffle. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm joking around. But no, 
he makes a good point. Share this. Um, I do think there is a huge attack on men. You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a huge attack on men. So anything you can do to help us out, because we're all in this together, right? Facts, we're all facts. in this together. It's not like I, I, I just want to keep the secret, or you know, I, I want to stay safe and then everybody else suffer. No, we're all in this together. That is real, man. We just pray that y'all stay blessed. You know, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for the reviews. Also, yeah. keep leaving reviews. We we appreciate it and we see it. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me, man. I'm, I'm blessed. It's to a be, pleasure, to be man. Here, man. Oh, man. You, this guy, this guy, he was all meek and humble before. Dude. Yeah. It, you notice once we turn on the the microphone. Yeah. He, you know, he settled. Bro, in. no, he had like the the calm. I'm a bachelor voice. Yeah, you know, I haven't really done. And we <laughs> cut this joint on, and it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, settled right. in immediately. Yeah, man. But no, we appreciate you, and hopefully everybody out there enjoyed this episode. And um, till next time. Yes, sir. All right. Stay blessed. Peace.